Good morning, YouTube family. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> Guess what I found? Oscar, he's back. <laughs> Apparently, he has been hiding in my laundry room. So, yay, we found Oscar. So, hey, welcome to Escape from Crazy Town. This is our live stream, our weekly live stream uh, called Happy Crappy Hour. Because we're going to share our happies and our crappies and we're going to learn from each other. But in the meantime, we also have a topic so we can uh, learn a little bit about that. So, so glad to see you guys hopping on. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us, uh, chatting with me. I appreciate it. Uh, also, I hope that you contribute your experiences in this topic especially. It is, narcs cannot stand being wrong. And this is because I had a conversation with a narcissist. Well, let me say, may not have been a narcissist. It might have been simply a brainwashed person who, I don't know though. <laughs> I don't know this person well enough to, to say that this is a narcissist. But um, the way this person argued was very similar to the way narcissists argue. So that's why I want to talk about this topic today, because we do not want to fall into the trap that narcissists set for us, right? They, they can't help it. They cannot help this creating this trap. And what we end up doing is getting more wound up with their crazy thinking and their, you know, illogic, actually, until we, we get upset and... You know, we feel beaten down or we get insulted and it's just a terrible place to be. So when you're around a narcissist who you know is absolutely wrong about their position, I mean, you, you have fact after fact after fact. And you're answering all of their questions, right? Because they're like, well, what about this? What about that? What about? And you're like, well, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And you have your evidence. Um, but then you ask them a question that they cannot answer, right? Because it doesn't go along with their narrative. It doesn't go along with their delusion, right? They got to keep their delusion alive. So when you point out something that doesn't quite, not, not even just doesn't quite, it pretty much disproves their argument. They're going to flip out, right? They, they just cannot handle it. So I want to talk about that today because you do not want to, you know, want to continue on with the narcissist. Now, you may not know that the person's a narcissist, like I didn't know with this person. And I recognize by the third time I asked this person the same question, which completely dismantled his argument, uh, if he would just answer it, right? Like, what about this point? What about this? Um, he couldn't answer it. Not only could he not answer it, he refused to answer it. He just ignored it. So this is one of the tactics that they do, that they use when they know they have lost, right? They know they cannot answer your question because if they should answer your question, it would prove them wrong. So I'm trying to think of an instance with... Um, that's not political because the argument I had with this person was political and not really political. It was actually medical. And um, the crazy thing is narcissists are not interested in facts, right? They're not interested. Um, they'll call their information facts, but they don't really have anything to back it up with because the information they've um, considered facts have, have variables that don't make sense, right? So then when you point out those variables. So anyway, I'm trying to think of a, I mean, this is a long time ago, but I had an argument with a narcissist about uh, a certain number of towels that she had, okay? She insisted that she had these, um, I think it was, um, it was so long ago. She insisted that she had three towels that she has set aside for special occasions, right? Only very, very special occasions. And um, they're plush and they're only for guests and what, whatever, right? And then she was convinced 
that one of these towels was being used by her family member. So I'm sitting there watching this take place, and it's insanity, insanity, you guys. So she's insisting that there were three towels. And her her kid is like, well, I didn't use one of those towels. And she, you know, I'm looking at her like, that doesn't seem like one of your nice towels, but okay, you know, you're mad at your kid. Well, who am I to, you know, say you're wrong? I don't know what your towels are, <laughs> your towel situation is, right? So she's yelling at the kid, telling him, you know, you're using one of my special towels and you know, there are three towels that I keep upside, blah, blah, blah. And then she takes the kid to the linen closet, which was nearby. So here I am. I'm visiting. I'm like, what the heck? Okay. And she, she points to the stack of towels in the linen closet. And the kid's still holding the towel that he was using. So then she points to the linen closet and she starts to count the nice towels, right? I know there are three. And so she points to the towel the kid's holding. And she goes, one. And then she looks into the closet. She goes, two, three, four. <laughs> and she realizes, wait a minute. The three towels are still in the linen closet. The kid is not using one of those nice towels, right? At this point, a normal person would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, I... I thought that was one of the towels, you know, will you forgive me? Even though it's your kid, you know, you would be like, I'm sorry. But as those who've been raised by narcissistic parents, you know and I know that narcissists do not apologize to their kids. So what did she say to her son? She says nothing. I, I'm trying to remember if she even said anything. Like she just kind of humped about it, like, huh, and then, you know, turned around and walked away. And I'm like, um, you're not going to apologize to him? What's up with that? Right? This is when I realized this person was psycho. Okay? You know, when someone is so, and then you think, well, maybe they're just a, an angry person. Maybe they're just, um, you know, upset and they'll come back and apologize later. Who knows? I, I don't know if she ever apologized about that to her kid. But knowing her, I don't think she did. I don't think she did. But this is what narcissists do. When they are caught, when they, you know, the facts are all in and it's proven that they are wrong, do they apologize? Do they say, oh my gosh, I was wrong. I am so sorry. No, they don't. And it's not just narcissists I'm noticing that behave this way. I'm noticing that I'm not quite sure if it's just, I wouldn't even go so far as to say brainwashed people, but I think people are becoming more narcissistic. There are so many people out there nowadays that are being groomed to be narcissists, right? They're being told there's no one like you in the world. You are the most special person there is. Um, what you believe to be true or how you feel is the most important thing. And don't let others, you know, um, take away from you. I, I don't know. I can't, I, I'm just like, what is this thing that they keep teaching people nowadays? I mean, I understand building up someone's um, what do you call it? Self-esteem. I, I get that. I understand wanting to build up someone's self-esteem, but we have gone overboard. We've gotten to the point where we're convincing entire generations that they can do no wrong, that they are smarter than everybody else in the room, that um, they're the brightest, most amazing, most special person in the room. We're teaching them that, um, you know, okay, share and all that, right? We're teaching them some, what do you call it, some morals in that we teach them to be nice and to share, right? But then we, we don't teach them that other people are as important as they are. Because that would dismantle the whole, you're so special, well, if everybody's special, 
nobody is special, right? So why would we, you know, why would we be surprised to see there's so many crazy people out there nowadays that can't seem to have a conversation, can't seem to, to be able to admit when they're wrong. That This is the absolute insanity out there right now to me, is that there are many people out there who have gravitated or, or latched on to a certain view. And no matter how much evidence you give them, no matter how much logic you give them, you, you can, you know, what is it called? The Socratic method is to ask questions, right? To investigate and get people to think by, inter not interrogating, but just asking them questions to, to get them thinking. They don't like that. When you ask them a question that they cannot understand, or not understand, they cannot answer without revealing that they're wrong. They just refuse to answer the question. And you just sit there and go, well, why don't you just answer this question? I gave a, um, an example of one of those things last week. And some people may be really upset about this, but here's the deal. If you cannot identify or define a word, oh, I've gotten into arguments. I don't know about arguments, but debates, I suppose. I just go around and around in circles. And then I realize, wait a minute, maybe this person is not defining a certain word the same way I'm defining it, right? So then I'll ask them, well, what does this word mean to you? And that's when they start to fumble. That's when they're like, well, well, you know, for instance, you, you know, you can, I'm trying to think of a good, um, when was the last time I had an argument, a discussion with somebody? I remember the, the person, I remember that we got into this, this debate and he could not, he couldn't define a term that he, we were, we were disagreeing on, right? Oh, I disagree. Um, let me think. I'm so sorry, you guys. I wish I had this example all ready for you. Uh, it may come to me later, but he just could not define the word. So we went into a few circles trying to define the word. And at first he acted like, well, it doesn't matter that we define the word. And I said, well, here's the deal. Why are we arguing about whether something is this adjective, is this word, when you cannot define that word? So how, how can we, it was something about truth, like what is truth to you, right? And they're like, well, you know, I'm not quite sure how to define, because truth is different, da, 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 per person. And I was like, well, how can we define then that someone's telling the truth when you can't even define what the truth is? So how do you know this person is not telling the truth? when to you the truth is flexible or can be defined differently from person to person you know is there an absolute truth or is there not an absolute truth so anyway it was something along those lines so finally i was able to give this person a definition of the word and it wasn't truth i can't remember what it was a definition of the word that he agreed to once we were able to agree on that definition, then we were able to have a conversation. Then we were able to discuss the pros, the cons, the benefits, the, the what's wrong with this scenario, using that word, you know, does this scenario actually uh, fit this word, you know, and they were able to finally have a conversation and they were wrong. So this person was not a narcissist. But so many in society today are convinced that they're just right. And being right to them means you are wrong, no matter what you say. Even when you're saying the same thing, like you're, you're even agreeing on this. But in their mind, somehow, they think you're disagreeing with them.
So they have to be right. They have to argue. They have to get you to say, oh, you're right and I'm wrong. Even though you're like, we're saying the same thing, just with different words. And until you get them to define their terms, you're going to be caught in this psycho conversation that's not going to go anywhere. Oh, hey, you guys. Good to see you. Meet you and Obi. Good to see you coming on. <laughs> yeah. Obi says, I like when they say, if you don't know why I'm upset, there's no need in explaining. Holy cow. There is every need to explain at that point, right, Obi? When someone tells you, if you don't know why I'm upset, then I'm not, not going to tell you. It's like, all right, fine. Then you just go on with your day. Like, what the heck with that, right? The, the manipulation that goes behind that. And you're supposed to sit there and feel bad that you don't know. It's absolute insanity. And this is what they they get you to go into. They get you into this mindset where everything is upside down. And that's the way narcissists think. But more and more people nowadays are thinking like narcissists. More and more people are starting to argue the way narcissists do. More and more people actually cannot apologize either. Just the way narcissists can't apologize. <laughs> yeah, Mishu says you need to get it in writing. Not even that. You can get it in on video. You know, I I think one of thank you for bringing that up by the way. And this is why I love it when you guys come on and and interact because it gives me other ideas. Um when you when you videotape a narcissist behaving badly, it actually wakes them up. It wakes them up. That's the awesome part. I, I've always thought that if you could record a narcissist, because in their minds, they have a certain narrative and a certain version that they cling to of what happened, right? They, they insist that they were calm and they use very respectful tones and words and they were not offensive at all. And it was everybody else who was offensive and angry or, or throwing insults at them. But if you take a video of them misbehaving, acting like a total fool, and then they see it, it kind of like startles them. It makes them mad, actually, right? It makes them mad, first of all, that you, you recorded them and that they were caught. Um, but if a person is just acting or behaving like a narcissist, when they see this, if they're not really a narcissist, they would wake up. They would recognize that they were wrong. They would recognize that what they believed to be uh, their version was an inaccurate version, right? They, they would then be able to apologize. They would then be able to see like, oh my gosh, I was just fooling myself. I, I thought that it went a different way. But when a narcissist sees themselves behaving badly, <clears throat> they know they're caught. They know they're wrong. They start to look guilty. Will they apologize? No, they don't apologize. They'll either get really mad and storm off or start yelling and, you know, start attacking the, the people who are watching this. Or they'll get really sullen and act like they're some kind of victim and that they're being abused because you're calling them out. And then everybody ends up having to apologize to them for, for calling them out. This is the way narcissists behave. They just cannot be wrong. They, they can't give in to admitting that they're wrong. And that's why narcissists don't grow. They can't grow because they can't fix what's wrong. Because they refuse to admit there's anything wrong. And then when they even, there's like a glimmer in their brain that tells them they're wrong. That, you know, this video shows them to be wrong. But then they'll attack that version in their head and they'll try to manipulate it to mean that suddenly they're the victim and everybody else was wrong to bring this out the way that they did. You know, how dare they videotape you and now you have to defend yourself. You're the victim, right? This narcissist will not stop to think, hold on, what I thought happened didn't happen that way. They just don't. 
Oh, wow. Obi says, uh, more and more act like this because they see the narc's ways are more effective. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that they're just delusional. I think that they've been groomed to believe that they're right. I think there's this really bizarre, fragile generation or multiple generations at this point, or I don't know what you call them when they're staggered, you know, five years apart or whatever. Um, there seems to be a movement of getting people to be so deluded that they, and so egotistical and so fragile though. And that's the weird thing about egotistical people. They're so fragile. Their ego is so fragile that if they should admit they're wrong, then they're depleted. They're, they're crushed, right? They just, they cannot handle, their ego can't handle it. And if their ego can't handle it, they're fragile. That's the thing. They're fragile. And they don't understand that they're fragile. This is the best thing that you can do for yourself is to not be offended. I mean, I think that that people are being taught to be offended. Everything should offend you. You know, microaggressions for crying out loud. That's a new pop culture, pop psychology actually term. Microaggression. Okay. So we went from passive aggressive to microaggression, which could be interpreted, uh, anything can be interpreted as a microaggression, a quizzical, you know, lilt in your voice is a microaggression. You know, you, you, something occurred to you mid-sentence, so your tone changed. That's a microaggression, right? They can take it as that. Um, a word that you use that to you is totally innocent because this is the vocabulary you were raised with. That's a microaggression now because that word means something else to them. These ridiculous claims of microaggression has caused people to become so offended that they actually believe that these are physical attacks. They think it's as bad as a physical attack. And you're looking at them going, you know you're insane, right? <laughs> this is not a physical attack. I will let you know what a physical attack is if you really want to know. No, I'm just kidding about that. But, you know, you're just thinking in your head, this person has lost their freaking minds. You know, these people have lost their freaking minds. And I don't know that we can get them back. You can keep trying to have these discussions with them. You can just keep trying to ask them questions using the Socratic method, right? You should try to get them to think. But when, when the questions are leading them to, to revelations that what they believed was wrong, they're going to run away. And I don't know that it's only narcissists that are doing this now. Yes, Mishi says, they recognize you are not under their spell. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Don't take it personally and move on. They make, up accus they make accusations up out of thin air, too. Exactly. Because they, you know, and they believe that only microaggressions are are committed against them. They don't they don't understand that they're committing microaggressions towards others. Naturally, not even micro. They're they're committing overt aggressions towards other people. And to them, that's allowable. Like whatever it is that they're doing is allowable. So some days they'll be doing the microaggression or passive aggressive stuff and they're like, "Well, that's okay because at least I'm not being overly aggressive like you are, right? Um, but then when they are overly aggressive and they, they accuse you of, do, of committing microaggressions because of a word that you use, your choice of vocabulary was offensive somehow to them, even though it's just a word, right, that describes something. Oh my gosh, you guys, like the word illegal. I, I don't even understand now how the word illegal just it just simply means it broke the you know it's against the law like t stealing somebody's tips off the table that's stealing that's illegal 
no, 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 you can't call it illegal. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> if something happens and it breaks the law, that means that action is illegal. Okay, so another, I'm trying to think of, they, they just cannot, they, they cannot not be offended, right? Narcissists and fragile people with fragile egos are very explosive, are very unstable, are very combative, are very deluded. And you can try to have a conversation with them. And you can try to ask them questions to get them to think. And here's a, a great thing, if you're just coming on right now. Ask them to define for you what they're saying. Like, if they're using a phrase over and over again, ask them to define that phrase. If they're using a word over and over again, ask them to define that word. If you're arguing about a specific, I'm sorry, specific um, idea, ask them to define that idea. Like in their own words, what does this mean to them? And then you can have, then you can start to have a, a debate with them, right? Because you, you got to have a, a common definition in order to debate something. If your definition is one thing and their definition is something else, it is absolutely pointless. You're, you're just going to be arguing in circles with a narcissist and you will never be able to get them to see the light. You're, you're rarely able to get a narcissist to see the light anyway. So I just want to let you know, though, the, the base and the foundation of having a conversation or a debate with a narcissist is to get them to define something. And if they're not, if it's not about defining something, if it's about them not answering a question, holy cow, you guys, if you have watched any of the Senate hearings or congressional hearings that have been going on over the last couple of years, really, with um, heads of medical establishments, uh, appointees, or, or what do you call them? Um, recommended, I guess, appointees, uh, and you're listening to the senators or the congressmen asking them questions, very, very direct questions, almost a yes and no question, and then you see the the suggested appointee not answer, just flat out not answering the question. Not going to answer that question. They start off on some other topic. Like some other, as if some other question was asked. And then the senator will say, no, 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 no. That's not my question. This is my question. Did this and this and this happen? And then instead of saying, oh, no, that didn't happen. Or yes, it did happen. Or no, I didn't say that. Or yes, I did say that. Right? These are yes, no questions or answers. And um, they can't say it. They won't say it. They'll, they'll go on to some other tangent and answer some other question, or they just actually ignore the question entirely, as if it was never even asked. And it got to the point, I think I, I was, not think, but I saw in one uh, Senate hearing where the senator finally just said, so you're just not going to answer my question. This to me is insane. Because if this person is supposed to take over an organization, they need to be able to answer these questions. And if they refuse to answer these questions, and they're not about like trapping the person, it's just even asking them to define something. I think one of the senators was asking someone to define for them what a certain term that they were insisting was very important and needed to be uh, implemented once they take office or once, yeah, once they take this position, they're going to push the specific um, ideology, you know, using this term. And so they were asked, well, what, what does that term mean to you? What is that? What does that look like? And they won't, they won't answer it. That to me is absolute insanity. And what you're dealing with there is someone who is either a narcissist or a psychopath. And not just brainwashed, you guys. At that level, it's not just someone who's brainwashed. It's someone who has a motive. It's someone who is going to come in and wreak havoc and do the things that they know are illegal, right? That's a term they hate. 
um, something that they know that the public would not want them to do. So that's why when they sit in these hearings, they refuse to answer the questions. And then it's just, you know, the insane, insane part is that then they're let go. They're just let off the hook. Nothing happens, right? The media doesn't call them out on it. They're not told, you know, what the heck? How come they weren't answered? It, the question's not pursued with them. The public never gets to get their answer. That to me means that it's an indication things are going really badly. All right, let me see. Mishi, yes, they use deflection. And Mishi says, Masters of Deceit is a book. Oh, by J. Edgar Hoover. I wonder if it's good. Oh my gosh, you guys. There's another one. Oh, what was his name? Something Casey, I think. It used to be the head of the CIA. I don't know when, in the 70s, 80s, I don't know. But he said that once Americans, everything Americans believe is, let me see if I get this right. Once Americans believe, everything Amer Americans believe is fake, then, or is a lie, then we know we've succeeded. I'm like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> this is what someone from there, yes, yes, B.B. Scott, that's who it was. So I'm like, what the heck? Is nobody paying attention to this? <laughs> how, how are people, well, here's the deal. The reason narcissists and psychopaths get away with things, especially in office, in public office even, you guys, is because people are busy. They're busy with their lives, right? Where And for a long time, I was the same way. I was so busy doing my thing. I'm not paying attention. You only get uh, little snaps, you know, sn snapshots here and there or little tidbits here and there when you turn on the TV or when you see an article headline. And you don't stop to think, well, wait a minute, what's the source of this? And who's telling me this, right? We don't even question that. And you think, okay, well, whatever's filtering through and getting finally to me must be somewhat accurate, especially if I'm hearing it repeatedly, right? If I'm hearing it repeatedly, then that means this must be what the mainstream is feeling and thinking and, and wanting. And what you don't realize is, it's just the same source that's repeating it multiple times. This is what narcissists do. This is what psychopaths do. They, they hope that you're so distracted that you don't catch what they're doing. They want you to be distracted. They want you to be so busy that you don't have the time to catch them in their crime or in their cheating or in whatever it is that they're doing to you. They're lying to you, and they don't want you to catch this. So they just hope that, well, if they just keep deflecting and they just keep ignoring and they never admit the truth, um, then you'll get distracted at some point because you have things to do. You have to get going. You have a life to live, and you'll let them off. You'll let them off the hook. They expect then that that's how your friendship will continue on because you'll forget to ask them about it later. Right? You'll forget to, to point out what they did because you have other things going on. And honestly, a lot, of, a lot of us, that is how we've had friendships with narcissists. We forget. We forget that they cheated. We forget that they lied. We forget that, that we saw them doing something really awful. And when we confronted them about it, they deflected it or did something but never quite addressed it. And we forgot that they didn't really address it. Because we got busy and we moved on to other things. And then this person remains in our life until eventually they do something that's completely devastating to you. And then you, you feel like, oh my gosh, I just didn't even see that coming. When actually, we kind of did. We saw it coming. We had an inkling that something was off. We knew something was wrong. But we got distracted. Oh, okay, Hobie. Wow. Well, good luck. 
I hope it works out. Yeah, Obi's in a court in court with his narcissist. Very rarely that a that you can win in court with a narcissist. Um, but sometimes it happens. I know of a narcissist that was taking uh yeah. Uh, let me see if I can say. Okay, I was taking his boss to to court. Now I only heard ever heard the narcissist side of the story, which made his boss sound like out of the blue. The boss did something unexpected and um and fired the guy right. And you're like, okay, would the boss fire you over? Never got that answer. Never was told what they could have done that the boss could have fired them over. Um, actually, I did, I did get a, a version where they insisted it was because they were doing something that was absolutely right and, and the boss fired them over it. I'm like, okay, so what was it that you were doing that was absolutely right, you know? Um, and they felt like, it, I mean, I, I can see like, if you don't know the story, if you don't know the boss's side of the story, nar the narcissist story sounds very plausible. It sounds like, well, this is possible. Possible, You did something right. The boss got upset with you because it he, he was offended by it. So then he fired you. But I'm like, but the boss knows that you're in a contract. They're not going to fire you over something that they disagreed with you about when they know they're in this large contract that you could sue them over. So if you pay attention to the narcissist's arguments, to their narrative, you start to see holes. But when we get too busy, when we feel like, you know, I just don't have the time to ask all these questions, whatever, just let the narcissist say what they're going to say. And you're not thinking at the time they're a narcissist, right? You're, they're just a friend. And you're like, well, that doesn't really sound right. Something kind of like tickles you and goes, mm, there's something wrong there with this story. But you just don't have the time to have an hour and a half discussion interrogating them. And and second of all, you really don't care, right? <laughs> this is something that happened in their past and it doesn't affect you. So you're like, okay, whatever. Their version's fine. I'll go with that. It's not like I'm ever going to get the other version because I don't know the other person. So then you just allow them to continue to stay in your life, wrecking havoc when you don't even realize they're wrecking havoc, right? You don't realize they're undermining you, that they're doing the exact same thing to you that they did to their boss. They're setting you up to the point where they're going to start pulling things out from under you. And you don't even realize this, right? They, you don't realize they're sabotaging you. You don't realize they're, they're gossiping about you. You don't realize that they're jealous of you and tearing you down. It's one of those things where if we're not paying attention, the narcissist will take advantage. The narcissist will get into our lives. And even when you do start to question them, this is why I even want to talk about this. When you do start to question them and they go into these circular arguments where they end up not even answering your questions, you need to stop them. You need to stop them with a definition. Ask them to define for you what the heck this means. And you need to ask them a question until, you know, if they continue to not answer your question, you keep holding their feet to the, to the fire. You don't let them off. Because they, they figure they can just wear you down, right? They figure they can just blow you off. They figure they can just ignore and still push their agenda so anyways you guys um there were yeah there was a conversation i had sorry i was just looking at some comments here <laughs> oh there you go obi yep reason why you don't win is because art keeps you busy sidetracking and most just give up that's why the narcs usually win i have time to play this game <laughs> exactly oh my gosh you guys but let me tell you yeah you and you actually get something obi for playing this game right because you have a court case and there's some money at the end there and 
But for most of us who are just having these debates with a narcissist, they will waste our time. They will waste an entire day. They'll waste the entire vacation. They'll waste the entire holiday, right? The entire dinner that you were hoping to just go out and enjoy. But no, they'll waste your entire time and ruin it for you. They don't care. To them, this is kind of fun because this is what motivates them. This is what drives them. They have to be right and you have to be wrong. So that's where when you get into those types of situations and you don't have the time for this, you don't want it to ruin your vacation, you don't want it to ruin your dinner, you have to just ignore them, right? You have to ignore them. But make a mental note because when you do have time, you can bring it back, right? They say put a pin in it. So put a pin in it. Maybe even put a little note on your phone to remind you to come back and have this argument with them at a time that's convenient for you, right? At a time when you're ready to have this discussion. And then don't don't let them let them off. Yeah. Yep. And she says, yes, it's fun for them to wear you down and ruin things. Yeah. So you guys. I had a conversation. I was I keep trying to get back to this conversation. I had this conversation with somebody recently and he just would not answer the question. Just would not. And I said, "Okay, I'm noticing that you haven't still answered this question. You've and you you've accused on these other points. I get that. Okay. But by your definition, it's really your opinion." these other points, right? You've taken a stance, but this is just your opinion. This is not everybody's definition. And the, the definition, the word was freedom, you guys. This person uh, defined freedom, dependent was dependent on how um, egregious or how, how big, right, the, the oppression was. So they didn't consider it Losing your freedom, if in their mind, if it's something small, like being able to go to a gym or go to a restaurant. So to them, that's not losing your freedom. I'm like, okay. So, but then where does it escalate to? Right? That, that's the question. To, to them, that's not a freedom. Um, but I'm like, well, it kind of seemed to be a freedom back in the civil rights age, <laughs> you know, back in the 50s and 60s. Um, certain people wanted to go to certain restaurants and sit at certain places in the restaurant and were not allowed to. That's that's just not a freedom to you. <laughs> that's, that to you is just, you know, a, a convenience, a triviality. Um, what do they call it? Uh, there was this term they used, but sort of sort, sort of like trivial. It was just trivial to them. And I thought, wow, okay. So that to you is not a freedom. All right. Um, then, then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, right? Because it's just opinion. So to me, then your, your definition of what a freedom is, is subjective. Um, but then we moved on to another, another thing that was absolutely oppressive and absolutely tyrannical. And I can't talk about it because then I would be censored. And that's another issue there, you guys. Um, when truth is not allowed to be said, when opinions that are just questions are not allowed to be asked, that's, that's censorship. And the people who like to censor are the people who are wrong. Narcissists. Psychopaths. They don't want you to be able to ask a question that reveals that their line of thinking is corrupt or wrong. They won't allow it. So they'll censor it. They'll ban it. They'll say it's dangerous to even ask these questions. I'm like, when was it dangerous in science to ask a question? When was it dangerous to to have multiple discussions going on. Well, you guys, there is a time in history when they used that exact argument and it turned out really bad. 
I'm just not going to go into that, but you understand. Hey, Crystal. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It is mind, con mind control. They're trying to control the narrative. And so narcissists, when they're wrong, and even when we see it at this, these Senate hearings, when it's happening, they're absolutely wrong. They know they've been caught. They know they've been asked a question that there's no way they can answer it without showing that they were wrong. They then refuse to answer it. Um, it's, a, it's almost a, a censorship of the question in there because then if they refuse to acknowledge the question, the question doesn't exist, right? And people just forget. That's the other tactic they use, right? They, they hope that you forget that they never even answered the question. So that's why we have to keep at it. We have to keep asking them. We have to put a pin in it and then come back and ask them again. The, the narcissist in your life use the exact same tactics that you are now seeing being used in a national level, actually worldwide level. We're seeing what's going on in Canada. It's absolutely insane. The narrative that the mainstream is using. Facebook has now um, deleted uh, groups that were discussing what's going on out there because you're not allowed you're not allowed to discuss this you're not allowed to show video of what's really happening they even cut off the cctv is that what it's called the the public uh video on the streets because they don't want you to see the truth they don't want you to see what's actually happening you have to follow their narrative because they're the video would show that their narrative is absolutely incorrect. Their narrative is a lie. So they can't possibly have that. They have to push the narrative. They have to be right. And here's the question then. What happens if they win, right? What happens if we allow them to continue on? Then they get to wreak havoc in our lives. They get to control us more and more and still convince us that they're being good to us. You know, it reminds me of um, spousal abuse, right? Where the abuser tells the abused that this is for your own good, that I only do this because I care about you. Oh my gosh, somebody else was telling me this recently. And, uh, and I'm out of that relationship. It was a friendship, if you will, where this person explained to me that she she's mean to the people that she cares about. <laughs> Literally. She said that she is mean to the people she cares about. And that's how you know she cares about you. So when she was being mean to me, that just was indicative that she cared about me and I was like um okay well you're gonna still have to change the way you're being because being mean is not acceptable to me so I required that she stop being abusive in her language in the way she even looked at me and the you know because she would use this um are you an idiot look on her face and I'm like excuse me what the heck is that? No, are you the idiot? You know, I didn't say that back to her because I don't play their stupid games. I just held my boundaries. And I was like, no, you do not treat me this way. And because I held those boundaries, well, we're no longer friends. So that's good for me. You guys, narcissists will use excuse after excuse to control the people around them. And sadly, a lot of people, not, I don't know of a lot, but it seems to me that there are a lot of people, but not the majority, okay? They're, they still have way too many victims. There are just too many people out there who are potential victims for the narcissist because they give in to the narrative. They give in to the excuses. They get worn down and forget that the narcissist didn't answer questions, that the narcissist never came clean, that the narcissist never apologized, that the narcissist didn't uh, own up 
or take responsibility. <laughs> Thanks, Crystal. Hey, and good to see you. I really am glad to see you again. Uh, Crystal says, they get their orders from above. They're in it for the big game. Yep. They'll spin the narrative, narrative any which way to win. Yes. And, you know, here's the deal. A lot of the channels that I started off watching and learning from uh, about narcissistic abuse, I stopped watching because these people are as brainwashed as, I want to say, as the, the narcissists that they claim that they understand and can identify. And I'm like, but you're brainwashed <laughs> into their narrative now, the big narrative. You're not, you're, you think that you understand narcissists and can pick out a narcissist on your local level, right? In your spheres of influence, in your circles that you, you work in or socialize in, and they act like this. But then on a national level, they're completely brainwashed. They're completely ignorant of when these tactics are being used on them. So I've just stopped listening and stopped watching those crazy people. And let me see. Yeah, right? I don't know about this person and how they are still talking if they are unwilling to point out what's happening on a national level now and on a worldwide level. They're keeping you deluded. They're part of the problem. And I understand maybe the reason why um, they do this is because they make their entire income from these videos. So they have to toe the line. They have to, uh, they have to appease the gods, if you will, right? The, the, human gods that have put themselves in these godlike positions in in the world now it's it's absolutely sickening yes bb scott bernays edward bernays um yeah b-e-r-n-a-y-s that's how you spell his name he was freud's nephew and his specialty in psychology was mass manipulation or as we now know, it's called uh, propaganda. <laughs> one of the interesting things I read about him recently, uh, well, one big thing was, uh, the big biggest thing I learned about him, it, when I first learned about Bernays, was that he got us into World War I. Because Woodrow Wilson had been wanting to get the United States involved in World War I, but we didn't really have the money. So how do you get the money? You have to convince the public to support the war cause and to uh, believe that going to war was a good thing. So Bernays came into the picture. They hired Bernays to figure out how to manipulate the country, how to manipulate the mass population, which at that point, at the beginning of the war, did not believe that it had anything to do with us and we did not need to be involved. And nobody wanted to get involved. And then they came up with defending democracy or spreading democracy um, or what was the other one protecting democracy or deploying democracy right anything to do with democracy they wanted us to believe or that generation to believe that if they go to war in another country somewhere else has nothing to do with you don't even find out what the cause of that war was don't find out what happened and what the background and history was between these nations that were going to war. Um, no, we're defending democracy. And then, by the way, the other, every time we hear these arguments, you have to start questioning, are we really defending it out there? And by the way, one of the, you know, we, we are known to actually go into the democratically elected uh, governments and overthrow them. Yep. Well, you guys will have to look that up. Iran, by the way, uh, was one of those back in 1953, which I didn't know about that it was even democratically elected. I had no idea. Let me see. Freud's double nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another thing that Bernays had done, I'm going to leave you guys with this. This is what narcissists do. They manipulate, okay? They propagandize, they lie, they deceive, 
They deflect. They're not going to admit when they're wrong. They're not going to ever admit the truth because they don't want you to know the truth. The truth works against the narcissist. The narcissist wants you to believe a lie. Just like William Casey said, once they get Americans, everything... Let me see, how does this go again? Once America, everything Americans believe is a lie, then they know they've done their job. Is, isn't that insane? So once they can manipulate us to the point where everything that we believe is a lie, then they've done their job. Well, guess what they use in the meantime? They use social media and corporate media. And that's why if you're getting your news and your input and everything through that, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> you may want to start investigating other places. Yes, exchanging lies for the truth. So this other thing about Bernays I wanted to leave you guys with before I go. And you guys can wrap up some conversations you're having there. And BB Scott, so good to see you. <laughs> Obi. <laughs> you know what? You always make me laugh. You do. You always bring joy to these live streams. So I so appreciate you. Crystal, I so appreciate you too. I wrote politicians twice. Oh, let me see. What did you write here? Just stop believing mainstream narratives. The global elite own media, entertainment, entertainers, politicians, banking system, pharmaceutical companies, big churches, politicians, on and on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And hugs to you too, BB. I so appreciate you coming on. You know, if people are offended by what I'm saying now, I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning... I said the best thing that you can do for yourself is to not get offended. Because when we get offended, we shut down. When we get offended, we're not able to be, you know, be able to think straight. We're, we can't be logical. We can't have a, a logical conversation when we're offended. You have to be at a point where you're not offended. You just want to get to the truth, right? It's not about attacking you. It's about discovering the truth. And that's what we want to do. We want to put narcissists in their place. We want to put them in their corner, right? Put them in a timeout and say, get over there and stop wrecking havoc in my life. Um, all right. So the last thing I wanted to tell you about Bernays that I learned recently was, um, let me think of it, it was back in the 50s. Um, that, oh, I can't, can't even remember what it was. There was a cigarette brand that used uh, green as their packaging color. And it was discovered that a lot of women didn't like to, to smoke or even use that brand because it clashed with everything they wore, right? That color green was not something that was common to, that would match what they were wearing. And so to get women, more women, I guess, to buy that brand, what Bernays, Bernays was hired to do this, by the way. He didn't do something directly. He did things indirectly. He manipulated the masses. So what he did was he hired a bunch of um, stars, like movie stars and fashion people, uh, models or whatever, and they made green the color, the, the go-to color, the, the modern color, the, the stylish color. So they wore green clothing, lots and lots more green clothing, and styles were developed in green. Once that happened, the women started buying this brand of cigarette more and more. And that's how Bernays manipulated the masses, just even for cigarettes. He knew that he had to change people's perception of something in order to change their behavior. So their behavior was they wouldn't buy that pack of cigarettes because of the color of the packaging. And instead of changing the color of the packaging, they changed the psychology, the thinking of the masses. So they hired a few um, front men, right? And front women, the stars, the fashion people, the movie stars, those that people look to for fashion. And they dressed them up in green. 
a lot until it seemed like, oh, it's fashionable to be wearing green. So then more and more people were wearing green. And once they were more wearing more green, then suddenly the cigarette packaging matched their outfits. So they started buying that one. You guys, that's what propaganda and manipulation does. It changes the way you think. It changes your perception about something and then you accept it into your life, into your lifestyle, into your choices. And that's what Bernays did. He, he pushed mass manipulation. And I believe he was also hired by the CIA and other agencies to help them figure out psychologically how to manipulate people. Well, you guys, that is today's show. Know that when you're in an argument with a narcissist and they're going around in circles, get them to define things, first of all. Get them to define what it is they're arguing about. The term, like if they're using a word and you're going around and around in circles about a word, ask them to define that word. When you see that they cannot define that word or, or if you ask them a question and they refuse to ask that question, keep pushing for it. Keep pushing for them to define that word. And if they can't define it, you define it for them and see if they'll accept that definition. And you keep trying to define it until they accept the definition because it is pointless to have a debate or an argument about a term that you cannot define or that they cannot define for you. Um, second of all, if there's a question that they won't answer, keep pushing that question until they answer it. And if they refuse to answer it, if you're able to, walk away. If it affects you, um, keep pushing it. Keep pushing it and then get others to come, come alongside and push it with you because they need to answer that question. So you guys, that is the show today. I hope this has helped. I know there's a lot of mass manipulation going on right now. And the way to help people wake up is get them to define things. Get them to see that they can't even define a term. Get them to see that um, their, even their definition of something is subjective. And if it's subjective, it's a very poor definition. It, it has to be a, a universally accepted definition if you're going to be able to discuss this topic. So get them to define and get them to answer the question and point out to them that they didn't answer the question. Point out to them, okay, you still haven't answered the question. Here's the question again. You still haven't answered the question. Here's the question again. You still haven't answered the question. And then you just keep going. And you wear them down until they realize they're, de they're dealing with a thinking person. They're not dealing with a brain-dead, brainwashed, crazy person that is easily manipulated. And we don't want to be that kind of person. Yeah, let me see. Just reading the last few comments. Yes. Holy cow, right, Crystal? Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I've been watching, um, yeah, there are a few different channels I've been watching uh, that's actually scientific. And... Uh, has discussions with people who've been paying attention for decades. And that, so they have decades of experience of being able to pull up historical articles, histor historical facts, historical evidence of what has been happening all this time that we have just been forgetting about. And like I said earlier, that's what narcissists depend on, that we will forget, that we didn't pay attention, that we get so busy with our lives that we get distracted. All right, well, oh, I hate to end on that. I want to end on a good note. The good note is, hey, you guys, we're all awake to this, right? Those of you who are still here, we are awake. And we have a voice. And we have influence in the circles around us. So influence those people around you. Wake them up. Share with them. Don't get into arguments with them. But here's the deal. You be winsome. You be a good listener, but you also be you can also be a good questioner. So do that. You are going to get, be the ones to wake up the people around you. 
And you know what? When you wake up people around you, doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel like, oh my gosh, sanity is coming back to this world? So that is the good news. More and more people are recognizing the censorship that's going on out there, the lies that are being perpetuated out there, the manipulation of feelings. Like people get so ramped up with their feelings of righteousness, right? That they feel feel like it's okay to pound down someone else with verbal abuse and psychotic rantings. And when they're caught on video, oh my gosh, you guys, there was a woman who was caught on video doing that at a, at a peaceful, an actual peaceful protest. And I hope that she has seen video of herself. I hope that that has, woke, has wakened her up. But I don't know. With narcissists and brainwashed people, it's really hard to wake them up. It takes, it's going to take a lot to wake her up. But hopefully there's still, there's still hope for these people, you guys. So keep on praying. Keep on doing, keep on spreading the news or, or the the truth, you guys. Keep spreading real news and the truth and real facts and real studies and just, just bombard them with actual data because they cannot understand. They, they don't understand that they've been brainwashed. They don't understand that they've been propagandized and manipulated. That's why it's called mass manipulation or mass psychosis, right? All right, you guys. We're on top of it, though, so that's the good news. Have a great week. So glad that you guys have come on, and blessings to all of you. Oh, I'm just reading some of the comments. I know, I keep saying, oh, I'm done. But watch a few commercials for me during my, my videos. That would really help me out. Subscribe, and thank you for coming on to the live chat. Keep doing that. Every Thursday, I'll be here, and... Make a few comments once the video uploads or if you're able to uh, comment in the comment section. That just helps drive the whatever it is they use algorithm. Even though I know that my videos are being banned because my comments are being banned on other videos. And I'm not even saying big, huge things. I'm just, you know, pointing out an opinion. And sometimes using the exact same words that other people are using and then my comments disappear. So I know something is up out there, you guys. If you would subscribe, spread this channel, spread the news, um, spread the truth, that that would help this whole thing to become sane again. That would help save the world, essentially. So blessings to you. I will see you next week.